0: I looked at myself and I thought, I am happy, I am wealthy, I am. Welcome to Pretty Intuitive Podcast, an inclusive podcast that embraces the human experience through a spiritual lens while also uplifting BIPOC, LGBTQIA, and neurodivergent voices. I'm Nike Orea, a creative, intuitive, and self empowerment catalyst who helps connect humans to their intuitive gifts and embrace the magic of being themselves. I work with Goddesses, Archetypes, and Ancestors to propel you to be brave in expressing and affirming your authentic self in your everyday life. Welcome to this potent space. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Pretty Intuitive Podcast. I'm your host, Nike, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. I'm really excited to discuss today's topics, but before we get into it, I have a couple of announcements just to update y'all. Number one, I have an upcoming Crystal Live show where I'm going to be um, presenting my new summer collection and some new amazing crystals. So it's going to be... And about a week, it's the 29th of May. It starts at 4:30 Pacific Standard Time, which is 7:30 Eastern Time. And I'm so excited to reveal new pieces. So, if you're interested, please follow me on Instagram. That's where I do my lives. And again, I'm just so excited. Also, I wanted to remind y'all that the Ancestor Healing Retreats is coming up um, at the end of June. And now I have access to the event virtually. Will you be able to participate in one of the activities and you'll receive a gift box from me. So if you're interested in that, it's a more accessible way to be a part of the retreat, and the link would be down below. And if you're interested in receiving the full-on in-person amazing experience there's only one more spot available for that those are my announcements and let's get into this topic ancestral work and ancestral veneration i i ever since i've been posting about ancestral work and like ancestral healing especially when it comes to healing the atrocities that maybe our ancestors did in our line or to other people. You know, I talk about like a a lot about healing with racist ancestors or doing work around that in order to shift our mindsets and understand where our programming may have came from or just like any abusive ancestors that we may have had that keeps us in this loop of generational curses or wounds or what have you people get really upset with me because they're like well a couple people mostly white people to be completely frank are like well I don't want to work with my ancestors if I knew they were racist like why would I want to do that and I always have to explain you're not working with them to like get guidance or to kiki with them you're doing ancestral work which is healing work which is like um understanding where Oops, (laughs) oops <laughs> which is like understanding where these thoughts, these ideologies, this programming that you hold that is inherently racist comes from, right um and it doesn't only have to be with racism, it can be any type of bigotry, any type of oppression. So I didn't finally click because I really honor and respect my, Ancestors and I've done a lot of work with them. I've done a lot of healing and I've also done a lot of empowerment work. Um, I think there's a balance that is important to have. And it didn't really click to me that people don't do their own research and they don't really look into things. They just sometimes, oh my gosh, maybe it's just an affirmation from the universe. I'm so sorry, but they don't really look into things on their own. Um, Like, I feel like sometimes even like with social media, usually there's a time limit on like how much we speak unless you're doing a podcast, right? Like on TikTok, it's usually a minute video. You could do three minutes, but that's the cap. Um, Instagram, it's usually a minute. So I can only say so much in that minute. And I feel like people, they expect so much from that minute and they expect all their answers to be, there and presented and they expect a dialogue and a conversation that fully flushes out the nuances of a topic. And like, that's just not realistic. And so the resistance I was seeing, and the, like, the, pe- the fact that people don't really dive in and like do their own research, I understood, finally understood that people don't understand that ancestral work in healing and reparative work is different than ancestor varination completely different. And so I'm going to go through and kind of break it down even more. But the first question is, what is ancestor verination? Venerating our ancestors, is not worshiping them? At least for me, I know some pagans and maybe some other cultural, spiritual cultures, they do um, worship, like deity worship and ancestor worship. but then some other spiritualities don't do that. I don't worship my ancestors. I venerate them. And then some other people might have a different definition for that. But for me, it's to really honor them, remember them, and look to them for guidance. Because they were once human like me. They had the same skin tone. They had similar lived experiences. Um, they hold the same mental health, physical health. Um, they're my blood. They're my family, and so doing variation with our ancestors is holding remembrance. It's holding respect and reverence for those who came before us, who survived, who, who, who made it possible for us to be here. And of course, not all of them were great. Not all of them were nice. But some of them were. And so it's just a continuum of our energetic bond between the ancestor whale and the higher world and this like grounded earthly whale. And so we help keep their history alive. We help keep their story alive. We exist because our ancestors existed. You cannot come here as a human without ancestors, no matter what you believe. If you believe in reincarnation, if you believe that you choose your body, if you believe that you choose your experience, you still need a human line in order to exist. Like people just don't pop up out of nowhere if they're actually human. So, um, I do a lot of veneration with my ancestors and specifically my ancestors of love and highest intention for my highest good, um, which is different from ancestral work. Ancestral work is like a, well, I guess it could be an all-encompassing term, but within it too, when I think of ancestral work, I'm like, you're doing work you're doing healing, you're doing understanding, why do am I like this? Why do I think this way? Why are the, thing, the ways I'm thinking problematic? Where was it passed out? Where does my scarcity mindset come from? Where does my racist mindset come from? Where does my prejudice come from? Where does my understanding of the world like this comes from? Where does my classism come from? Why is homophobia rampant in my family line and why does it affect me like things like that it's like you you have to do a lot of work you have to reflect and understand and dissect and really do the work which might mean why a lot of people are resistant to it I found that a lot of people don't like doing work um and I'm not talking about in the capitalistic war like way of the word because yes that's uh, capitalism sucks um <laughs> I'm a Taurus, so 100%, it sucks. But work as in like, let me go internally in and really put it on myself in order to navigate the systems and not rely on another human or on ignoring what's going on. And so ancestral work to me and also ancestral veneration both Are really important for me in particular but for people who maybe they don't resonate with their ancestors again maybe they felt like they were racist or they were really harmful or oppressive to other people they feel like they aren't people they want to build a relationship with you literally don't have to and in fact you don't have to do ancestral work i just think that if, if there's a lot of people who claim that they want to save the collective and they want to support the collective and like we're all one i think a huge component of truly understanding that is doing work and is doing ancestral work because we can't all be one if your ancestors literally pillage for mine, if they oppress them, if they hurt them, they harm them, they kill them, they continue to do so, right? Like, then how are we all one and so ancestral work can really kind of open the window to understanding the atrocities that went on and how you can leverage your positionality your historical privilege in order to help support people who were affected by that because just like um maybe if you're from an ancestral line that caused a lot of harm just like you didn't ask to be a part of that line, I did not ask to be a part of a line that is still affected to this day by that harm. So neither of us asked for this, but who's living out the most oppressive consequences, right? And so doing ancestral work can kind of help unpack that. Um, But, You know, I think it's just really important to understand that also history is really important to uphold. It's really important to remember these stories, what happened once before. We blame schools and teachers so much for not providing kids, for example with information and history and as a teacher <laughs> most people who are not in the education field don't understand how the education system works and don't understand um the complexities within it and how especially teachers of color black and indigenous teachers try their othermost best to bring histories and stories and intersectionality to our teaching and there's just not a lot of teacher support (laughs) so that's one thing but also like I think it's really interesting as someone who doesn't have children um how a lot of the responsibility is put on to teachers who are part of a capitalistic system who are literally working to survive, right? Like working because maybe we like working with kids and we like teaching, but also like working to survive, like just in like any other job, it's like a, almost res- like responsible for teaching um, children, children, the history of the world when like their parents don't even do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my parents taught me about the apartheid in South Africa. They knew I wasn't gonna get that at school. There's just so much, there's like, it's like you're you're at school, you know? They taught me about more in depth about the civil rights movement. They know I wasn't gonna get that in school, especially when 70% of teachers in the United States are white women. So I just want people to reflect on that and to, that's why keeping the stories in history and whether it's good or bad, whether your ancestors were on the right side or on the wrong side, it's good to understand that, understand your family's role in that. I have part of my lineage that did some not so Proud of things, but I worked through it and it actually propels me into the work I do now and me leveraging my privilege and how I benefited from their atrocities um, today, and to use that privilege to help support those that we harmed in the line. Oh, I'm just gonna say like all these little interruptions, the <laughs> noise interruptions or like confirmations from the universe, like my besties just going, yes. Snap, snap, preach, keep going. But um yeah. And so mm, again, I think especially in like African and Indigenous, um, it's so interesting. In African Indigenous spiritualities and traditions. And also an extension of that is like holistically black. And it, when I speak of indigenous, I speak of an indigenous to the United States of course, but indigenous to the world as well. Um, we always serve our ancestors. We always offer our ancestors. We always think about them. It's a very huge part of the end of our, of our culture. And so, but also who's the most oppressed in this world? Black and indigenous people. <laughs> and I don't think that's a coincidence um, because a lot of us get our strengths from understanding that people before us survived everything that we're surviving. I'm living out the same racist experiences as my grandmother. Like granted, it's not like sh- she probably went through some more horrific things, but just last this last week, there was a terrorist attack against black people with the racist notion that we were taking up space for white people and there was gonna be less white people. And like, that's just a simplistic thing, right? And I noticed a lot of people didn't care, which was really sad and really disappointing. All of the people who follow me who say, yes, talk about ancestral work, talk about being anti-racist, they didn't really care. You could tell they didn't really care. They didn't care that that really affected me, that those people who passed, who didn't do anything, literally they got shot because they were black, literally just because of the color of their skin, literally because that person could see them and say, that is a black person. no one asked me how I was doing, how I felt about that, except my friends of color. I live in a really, mostly white people. So when I go to the store, it's mostly white people. And like, I don't want to go to the store right now. But you see, that that has happened times and times again. Maybe it's not happened and been replicated at the same time, but the same intentional hate has been there time and time again which is so ironic because just a week ago when people were talking about road versus Wade, you saw white women especially coming out the woods work, banding together saying women have to band together in order to fight this oppression. But when it comes to black people who are actually living out the oppression they say really quiet. And I know a lot of people would say, well, we just don't know what to say. We just don't want to overstep. Leverage your privilege. If you don't know how to leverage your privilege, take a workshop, work with me, do something. Just don't sit there. But guess what? That's very in line with your ancestors and what they did. We're just replicating. And so that's why it's important to build maybe not a relationship, but to build an understanding and do the work to analyze, why do I behave this way? Why do I have this wound that comes up of like, I don't wanna say the wrong thing when it comes to racism, but I'd rather stay quiet when that's like the most harmful thing that you could do actually, right? Like, do you actually wanna save the collective or do you just wanna save people who look like you? When you think about the world, are they just all white? intersectionality is a key to saving the collective. How can you save the collective? How can you save the world? How can you help awaken people? And I'm saying these things not because like these are concepts I believe, but these are concepts I hear a lot in the spiritual community, especially from white people. How can you do that when you're not intersectional? when you only see your issues and it's like to the point where it's not okay to be ignorant anymore and to be naive you're choosing at this point you're choosing not to see it you're choosing not to be intersectional and that's really harmful and that's really disappointing but guess what your ancestors did the same thing and even worse same with people who are like well I was an immigrant I come from an immigrant family I didn't Participate in the atrocities that happen in the United States when it comes to slavery. Okay, well, let's get outside of slavery because sh- number one, slavery didn't not only happen in the United States. I have a lineage line from those who were enslaved, and it's for Brazil. So, yes, maybe my reparations shouldn't come from the US, but they sure as hell should come from Brazil. And then let's talk about the privileging that has happened to many third world countries that are a third world because of the Um And let's talk about how even outside of the U.S., Europe, those places who held a lot of white ideology and power, um, they harmed countries outside the U.S. as well like sometimes we focus on the most, the thing that we understand maybe we weren't a part of to completely ignore the things that historically people were a part of. I can guarantee if you are part of a European country um, and you have a line from there that you, your family benefited from the atrocities that happened to people of color around the world. Even if you feel like you weren't a direct line, you benefited in some way and you continue to benefit in some way. Just like me, if my family participated in something, what, let me use an example. I don't even know, I can't really think of one. (laughs) I'm just thinking about like all of (laughs) them. But, um, oh no. My family, uh, what that line that was enslaved was able to escape and go back to Africa. That's a huge privilege, right? That's a huge privilege, um, that allowed us allowed my family to be in the position that they are now, which is like they're very that line is very well educated. We have a lot of land in the in the country because. Um, Other countries, they value teachers way more. So teachers get like paid more, they're educated, they're more like revealed in the community versus in the US. So that was a huge privilege, right? Um, People who were not able to do that and still had to live in a country that profited from their oppression when they were enslaved may not have that same opportunity or maybe it did not come within the line as soon as it did with me so and that has affected me till this day i don't think if if, if that line if that didn't ha- happen then i don't think i would be in the u.s today because education is a huge component of why a lot of people get out of third world countries well not a lot of people but it's a huge avenue right like if you're talking about visas and like job opportunities and stuff mm-hmm. It's very highly educated people, so I benefited from that. I really did, and I you. I don't even know what that ancestor had to do in order to do that. You don't know. Maybe they had to to betray someone to gown that boat to get back to. West Africa, you don't know, but I know I benefited from it for sure and continue to. I like specifically, I want to, I know this is like it started with ancestral work and veneration, but I really want to emphasize that just because you have intersecting oppressions or you have marginalized identities, you also have some privileges. And it's like the people with the less, powers, uh, positions of power are the most conscious of it. But the people with like a couple marginalizations and a huge amount of power and privilege are like the people who refuse to acknowledge it. I just think it's really ironic, unfortunately. But um, I think ancestor work has a huge, huge effect on that. And there are a lot of marginalized identities, There are a lot of oppression of identities. People are anti-Semitic, people are anti-black, people are anti-indigenous. People are homophobic, people are transphobic, people are xenophobic. Um, people are ableist. People are fatphobic. People are just bigots. And so a lot of us actually have oppressive identities. People are sexist. However, we also have privileges, and so it's all a balancing act, it's all an understanding of our positionality, and a hand to leverage it, and doing ancestral healing and work around it can be really beneficial, and ancestral veneration is when you're ready to build a relationship with the ancestors who have your back and who learn from their mistakes and who were just human like you trying to do better every day but the difference is you actively actually authentically generally have to want to do better that's the key to all of this wanting to do better every single day wanting not to be right not to be perfect, not to be the one who doesn't harm people. Undoubtedly, you've harmed somebody. Undoubtedly, you have been racist. You have been transphobic. You have been homophobic because we have been conditioned to be these things. But if you don't do the work to start unlearning and to start healing, then it's not going to help the collective. And you're being a part of these systemic oppression. I'm just really blunt. But yeah, thank y'all so much for connecting with me on this episode. If you would like to actually do the work and do some ancestor healing, like I said, we're doing the ancestral retreats. So there's even opportunities to access and the links will be down below. Okay. Bye. Love you. I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am rich, I am never...